0: TII Item 403, August 24th, 2016, iOS 10, Beta 7.
1: Welcome to Today an iPhone.
2: Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone.
3: Hey, Gola. Oh yeah!
2: My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of
3: my hand, and that I do everything with, and has become an extension of whom
0: I am. This episode is sponsored by Bowl & Branch. Visit bowlandbranch.com and use promo code TII to save 20% off your order and to get free shipping. This episode of Today in iOS is brought to you by Casper. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash TII and using promo code TII. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Brian for sending in the music here in the background. Brian wrote, hi, Rob, here's a song called Ain't Missin'. On iOS, I use the apps Nano Studio, iMachine, Notion, and GarageBand. Song we'll started on an iPhone or iPad and then we're brought over to the Mac for finishing. And on the Mac I use the app Studio One, Logic and Notion. You can find more of my music at reverbnation.com slash Timfate. Regards, Brian. Well thanks Brian for the music. And folks, I'll put the full song at the end of the episode. I also put it in as the extra in the TII app, so you can go into the TI app and hear the whole song also want to thank Kevin for sending in the artwork for today's show. Kevin wrote the following. Hi, Rob. Watch Tanline since early October 2015. Created with camera, photos, and photo studio. Regards, Kevin Crossman, Fremont, California. Well, thanks, Kevin, for sending in the artwork. And folks, you can see Kevin's artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 403 or at Instagram.com slash Today in and also as a standalone post in the VIP section and at facebook.com If you have some artwork and or music that you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience please email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com and please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music and I'll just remind you one more time we need more music In this segment of How Wrong Were They we have the following quote, quote The reliance by Apple and Android phones on the app as the central metaphor is outdated," unquote, Chris Weber, President, Head of North America, Nokia, tenth of August, twenty eleven. Those quote outdated metaphors combined to limit Nokia branded smartphones to a staggering zero point seven percent global market share in Q one of twenty sixteen. Obviously, Mister Weber's definition of outdated is much different than the rest of the world. Heck. In an Urban Dictionary for outdated, the example they give was, quote, he is so outdated that he is unaware of anything popular on Vine, and he didn't even have a smartphone, unquote. Rather fitting for Mr. Weber. No promo codes this week. And a quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or the author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. Apple did something last week I can't remember them ever doing before. They released two betas in the same calendar week. iOS 10 Beta 7 came out on Friday the 19th, while iOS 10 Beta 6 came out on Monday the 15th. To put things in perspective, last year for iOS 9, there were five betas. With the last one released on August 6th, the year before, for iOS 8, there were five betas, with the last one released on August 4th. So iOS 10 Beta 7 is most likely the last beta, given it is two above the norm and two weeks later than expected. It goes without saying that Beta 7 squashed some bugs, and oh yeah, it improved some things too. What bugs and things were improved... Well, Apple had this for the official changelog. Quote, voicemail transcription beta is available on iPhone 6S, 6S Plus, and iPhone SE with Siri language set to English, United States or Canada. People syncing is not enabled via iCloud photo library and iOS 10. Web geolocation now requires a secure HTTPS Website to work on both iOS and macOS to prevent malicious use of location data. Swift Playgrounds is included with iOS 10 Beta 7. Swift Playgrounds Beta 7 contains Learn to Code Part 1 and Learn to Code Part 2. Beta 7 has been very stable for me. I should say, unquote, there. Beta 7 has been very stable for me. I updated on Friday, right after it was released. Here is some email feedback I have gotten on iOS 10 Beta 7. Quote, hi Rob. iOS 10 Beta 7 has been released. Not much to say about it other than it's a 60-meg update. Um, There are more bugs squashed, of course. On a side note, my iPhone 6 Plus took an unusually longer time to upgrade to the developer Beta 7. It looked as if there were multiple attempts to update, but I figure no more than three times. In all, the update has taken me about 10 to 12 minutes to complete. I figure that my iPhone was the exception when it came to the longer update time in relation to the download size. Regards, Shane, unquote. And really, not much to report. I mean, I looked around on on the iOS 10 Beta 7. It really was about squashing bugs and improving things. For me, Beta 7, been very smooth. It, It looks like it's a gold master. It's that calm. So I haven't seen any real issues with it. I'm sure there are some, but at least on my iPhone 6 Plus and my iPad Pro, it's working very well. Will I be shocked if there's a Beta 8? No. Will I be surprised? Yes. If you are a dev and you have not upgraded some of your iOS devices to the Beta, you really need to so you can check your apps to see how they're working and start fixing issues. I think it's far enough along, but yeah, if you have an app that you've developed and you haven't downloaded the betas for iOS 10 yet, you really need to get going. I love articles like this next one. Seems someone took the brand new, top-of-the-line Galaxy Note 7, the one released this month, August 2016, and ran a speed test against last year's iPhone 6S, the one released in September 2015, 11 months before the Galaxy Note 7. So how did the iPhone 6S hold up? How close was it in speed? Well, short answer, it wasn't close at all. It toasted the Galaxy Note 7. Actually, toasted is a really mild term. It obliterated, annihilated the Galaxy Note 7. For this test, the person doing it launches a bunch of the same apps on the different devices, and in some of them, he does some tasks. Then they go for a second lap, relaunching all the apps to see how quickly they reopen, Not only was the iPhone 6S faster, it finished both laps well before the Galaxy Note finished its first lap. In fairness, in the test, the iPhone 6S has beaten every Android phone thrown at it for the last 11 months. That includes the Galaxy Note 5, Nexus S 6P, and some from Lumia, and every other, quote, high-end Android phone, unquote really know. Can you, is high-end Android phone kind of like an oxymoron? I don't know. But in any case, those quote, high-end Android phones, unquote, the iPhone 6 has just beaten every one of them in the speed test. So, the iPhone 6S will retire, never having been beaten by an Android device. Thus, proving even when an Android phone might have appeared to have a technical specs advantage, the iPhone's hardware-software integration was just too much for any of those advantages and just overpowered them. It'd be very interesting to see how much faster the next gen iPhones are versus Android devices. It seems to be like they're widening the gap now. Another interesting article out there this past week is about how much Apple makes per user per day. Horace Didoo broke out where Apple's revenue comes from and then worked out that. Uh, Apple makes about $27 a month per customer on the low side and maybe as high as $40 a month. This versus the pennies per month that Facebook and Google collect and the few dollars a month that Amazon receives per customer. Now, clearly, I'm not an average customer as I worked out my spend on Apple Gear the last 12 months and it averaged over $6 a day. And, well, it was well, well over $10 a day the 12 months prior to that. Still, it is amazing to think how much money Apple makes per customer versus Facebook or Google, which comes back to why I can never understand the market cap of Google or, or you know, Google versus Apple. It just, to me, boggles my mind. This next one is a new story that's just popping up, and it's a new potential issue with the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, and that is where there are more and more reports of the 6 and the 6 Plus Losing touch responsiveness. And there's also this small gray bar at the top of the screen. This report is gaining steam because iFixit released a video and a blog going over the reported issues. This is not an issue with the iPhone 5S or earlier, and it does not seem to be an issue with the 6S or the 6S Plus. Again, it's just an issue with this iPhone 6 and 6 Plus. They speculate the reason for the issues are that the circuit board where the touch IC is on, so the IC that controls touch, it is failing because it no longer has a metal cover offering additional rigidity to the board. So the board's flexing and that's causing the the ICs to lose connectivity to the, the circuit board. Jessie Jones at iPad Rehab, a repair center for iOS devices, claims that now around 50% of the devices she gets for repair are for the Touch IC issue. There are more reports on this from other repair centers from the blog post on iFixit. Quote, Lots of repair pros are experiencing the same influx of faulty iPhones with most flickering the gray bars at the top and all with the glitchy touch functionality. Rami OD, a repair tech from New Orleans, sees up to 100 iPhone 6 and 6 Pluses a month that don't respond well to touch. About half of the repairs sent to Michael Hu. The specialist behind the microsoldering.com site shows symptoms of the same problem, unquote. I am sure some will call this touchgate, and I was going to register touchgate.com, but it seems former Fox CEO Roger Ailes already registered before me. If you have had your iPhone 6 or 6 Plus have this issue where it's no longer touch responsive or intermittently touch responsive and or is showing that gray bar at the top of the screen, let me know. And if you had that issue and Apple fixed it, let me know. Was it under warranty or out of warranty when you got it fixed? Because some are reporting that Apple is fixing it. Some are reporting Apple's not fixing it if the device is out of warranty. Sadly, I expect we'll be hearing a lot more about this one in the future. I want to thank Bolin Branch for sponsoring this episode. The sheets from Bolin Branch are made from 100% organic cotton because organic cotton is incredibly soft and the sheets get softer each time you wash them. With Bolin Branch, you get the nicest sheets you've ever owned for about half the price of what stores and boutiques would be charging for sheets of far lower quality. We've had our sheets a year now and it is so obvious when it's the and Branch sheets on the bed, they just feel so much better than our other sheets. Go to bowlandbranch.com today for 20% off your entire order. Use promo code TII. Again, that's bowlandbranch.com, promo code TII. These sheets are only sold online at bowlandbranch.com. You can't buy them in any stores. That is how they keep the pricing low and free of markups. But here's the best part. Don't take my word for it. Try them out for yourself for 30 days risk-free. Bowland Branch is so sure you're going to fall in love with their sheets that they will give you 30 nights to try them out, don't love them for any reason, they will take them back and refund you without any hassle at all. They also have towels, and the ones I purchased for my wife are by far the best towels in the house. Plus, they also have other cotton products. Once again, please go online to Bolin Branch. that's B-O-L-L, BowlandBranch.com, and use promo code T-I-I to save 20% off your entire order of sheets, towels, blankets, duvet covers, everything. Plus, free shipping, and all their products come beautifully packaged in their signature boxes.
2: Hey Rob, this is Eric from New York. I was just listening to item 402, uh, and there was a guy who uh, was an Uber driver looking for a solution to play music through the car speakers while being able to listen to directions through his Bluetooth earpiece, Um, I I think not the most elegant solution, but definitely something that will work for him is if he just uh, plugs in a three and a half millimeter cable from his phone right into his car, assuming his car has that jack, and then in the app Waze, um, my favorite app by far, (laughs) by the way, and probably uh, Uber driver's uh, favorite app too. He can just go into the settings and change the setting to um, prefer Bluetooth. So whenever he gets any uh, directions through Waze, it will go through his earbud or his earpiece. And the music will continue to play through the three and a half millimeter jack. So hopefully that'll help him. Uh, maybe there's a more elegant solution. If there is, that'd be great because I'd like to do something similar. Uh, but I know that will work, and uh, I hope it works out for him. All right, love the show. It's hard to say goodbye.
0: Eric, thanks for that feedback. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. I'm not sure if this is a feature on software versions below the current iOS 10 betas, but I do have an answer to the question asked by the Uber driver who wants to push audio from maps to a separate audio source, while still allowing to play music to the car radio. On iOS 10, when on the navigation screen, after putting in the desired location, you can pull up on the bottom bar, and you can then press audio button, and there you'll be an option below the pause spoke audio, which will ask where you want the audio to go and make sure it is set for bluetooth connection from there you should be able to choose the audio source it goes to could be possible for a separate audio output than that of the music hope this hap works and i love the show keep up the good work regards george well thanks george back to the email bag hi rob the app grubhub for the iphone has accessibility problems Many times, I've had to place an order three times as the program keeps crashing. Developers removed headers, which makes navigating it difficult for blind and visually impaired users. Some blind people on a list I'm on have attempted to contact the developers. Their emails were ignored. From what I've heard from other blind and visually impaired users, it once was very accessible. I don't know if you might address this on one of your podcasts or one of your blogs, it's just another way of shutting us out of opportunities decided users take for granted. Regards, Marie L. Marie, thanks for the feedback, and I am more than willing to call out Grubhub for their lack of accessibility for users. So Grubhub, if someone is, works there, or if you know someone that works there, uh, let them know. Fix your app. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. In regards to the person in Episode 402 who was asking about the iPad Mini to get, or which one to get, I have the Mini 2, and I use VoiceOver. It works very well. I can use Braille screen input, and the screen size is good for traveling. Regards, Maria. Well, thanks, Maria.
1: My name is Katrina, and um, today was my first day of listening to the podcast. I found it in the podcast app with, um, I have the iPhone 6S, so I'm a first-time listener and a first-time caller. So it's cool. Two one one. Like I said, I have the iPhone 6s, and I really enjoy the fact that um, there's just so much that you can do with iPhones. I am a voiceover user, and honestly, I don't know what I would like, I don't know where I would be without my iPhone to be honest. The voiceover, I mean, the voiceover is just incredible because you can text with it, you can you know you can call people with it, you can check your emails with it. If there's someone out there that is listening to this podcast and they don't have an iPhone but they still listen to this podcast and if you are if you're someone who's blind or visually impaired I would definitely suggest that you at least check out the iPhone because there is so much that you can do with it so okay I enjoy the show and I'm looking forward to um I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what iOS 10 has in store I'm looking forward to being able to get that and uh, I'll definitely be listening out for the next episode. All right.
0: Bye. Trina, thanks for your feedback. We are now over 3,000 members in our Google Plus community and growing. Thanks to everyone that has joined, and thanks for the great posts. One new post in the Google Plus community that went up since the last episode that had lots of comments or a bunch of comments was from Jonah Salvador on August 20th who posted the following, quote, quote, so what is the best place to get iPhone batteries? I'm going to repair an iPhone 5, 64 gig model. Any help would be greatly appreciated, unquote. Gerd Silkring replied, quote, the Apple store, unquote. And Mark Henry replied, quote, I fix it. They are a pretty good company who stand behind their work and products, in my opinion, unquote. Both myself and Will Buyer are going to second and third that. So, yep if you're looking for a good place to get your batteries, that's actually where I go as I fix it. Since the last episode, there were also dozens and dozens of other new posts and comments in the TII Google Plus community, which is an Android fanboys-free zone and a spammer-free zone. Yep, it is the most civil Google Plus community covering iOS. Folks, go to todayinios.com community to join in. And thanks to 3,000 plus of you already in the community and contributing. One thing I do need to point out, though. The TIA Google Plus community is not for putting up videos of your dog or iOS devices that you have for sale. It is for asking questions, answering questions, and posting links and news and tips and tricks about related to iOS. Dog videos will get you the banhammer hammer real quick. Same with any other non-iOS related post. Items for sale in the past would just get removed. But going forward, I am going to have to pretty much put the banhammer hammer down on those as well. The point is this, we all have iOS devices that we want to sell or could resell, and there are sites for doing just that. The TII community just is not one of those sites. More rumors about the next iPhone being highly water-resistant. This in part coming from a recent patent Apple was awarded, which highlights editing tools that could be used for underwater photos. Okay, one patent about underwater photos. Phone use is not enough to really mean anything. But when you add in previous patents around this topic, like the one for submersion detection circuitry, which would help the iOS devices sense when they are being dipped into water or other liquids, let's just stick with water for now. Um then there was another patent in late 2015 that the Apple received was for a protective barrier that covers ports to make the area water-resistant. And in March of 2015, Apple's awarded a patent for protective barrier to shield electronics from moisture. I think the real question on all our minds, though, is this. Will we be able to pour champagne over our next-gen iPhone with no issues? Seems the rumors about the iPhone being delayed are starting up in earnest, well, at least the 256-gigabyte version. Some are now speculating that while the iPhone 7 will go on sale September 16th, the iPhone 7 Plus or Pro or whatever the top-end device is called, it will not ship until September 23rd, at least for the 256-gigabyte version. The 32-gigabyte and 128-gigabyte versions are supposed to ship on the 16th. Again, this time around for the iPhones. The three storage sizes are rumored to be 32, barely enough gigabytes, 128, ah, that feels good, gigabytes. And 256, hey, honey, look at this funny thing the dog is doing, gigabytes. Previously, we poo-pooed the thought that there would be both an iPhone 7 Plus and an iPhone 7 Pro, which would have meant two different units at the 5.5-inch size. It seemed a little out there in the rumor mill, and now it's being reported that one of the 5.5-inchers is a goner. So, it would just be the iPhone 7, a 4.7-inch single back-camera iPhone, and the iPhone 7 Plus, a 5.5-inch dual um, back-camera, backside camera iPhone. Now, the rumors about the smart connector seem to be tied to the iPhone 7 Pro, meaning the iPhone 7 Plus will not have a smart connector. The reason given in the rumor mill for the, quote, change in plans, unquote, is that there are no longer any worries about getting enough dual camera modules. If that was not the case, and dual camera modules were constrained, then only the iPhone 7 Pro would have received the dual camera module. Again, it all sounds fishy at best. For some time now, in aggregate, the rumors pointed to a 4.7-inch and a 5.5-inch upgraded iPhones, with the 4.7 one getting a larger camera module and the 5.5-inch one getting the dual camera module. One other thing the rumors of late are into is that there's two new colors. So joining space gray, rose gold, gold, and silver would be space black and blue. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. My thoughts on the new iPhone. I think it would be cool if they made a projector on the iPhone. You could really watch a great movie anywhere you are located. That way you're not limited to a small screen. Think about that. You stop in a hotel, get your Netflix out or movie on your iPhone, put it against the wall, and you have it made. You don't have to pay extra money to watch shows at the hotel. Regards, Aaron. Aaron, thanks for the email message. And I'm not going to say it's being rumored that that's going to happen. But in the past, there's been a lot of speculation or hope that sometime into the future that an iPhone would have the ability to have a Pico projector on it. I think we're a ways away from that, at least a few years. Uh, it's not going to be this year. Thanks to Will Byers for this next one. And another rumor picking up steam of late is that there will be an update of the iPad Mini to the iPad Mini 5. Right now with the iPad Mini 4. One of the rumors is it will be just 5 millimeters thick versus the current 6.1 millimeters thickness of the iPad Mini 4. As it will be really thin, it would use the same high-strength aluminum that is in the iPhone 6S Plus to keep Bengate at bay. Rose gold would be a new color for it. 3D touch would be added, as would water-resistant construction. Apple will not call it waterproof, but water resistant is something Apple might start touting at these events coming up. And the iPhone Mini 5 would only have the A9 processor and not the new A10 processor, which makes sense as the iPad Mini 4 only has the A8 processor. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob, I hope this is true. Could be a nice replacement or substitute for a MacBook. What do you think, Rob, of a 10.5 mid maxi iPad? Would they cancel the Mini or the iPod Touch? Regards, Michael. And thanks, Michael. And this is per the rumor that in 2017, Apple would update its larger iPads and introduce the second-gen iPad Pro, 12.9, and a new 10.5-inch iPad Pro, and then a 9.7-inch iPad, which likely would be some sort of mix between iPad Air and the 9.7-inch iPad Pro first-gen, spec-wise. Whereas the 10.5-inch iPad Pro would be an upgrade from the 9.7-inch iPad Pro. So in other words, it would be the A10X processor. That said, I don't see the 10.5-inch version coming to fruition. It seems to be needlessly adding another screen size to the ecosystem that does not really buy you much. Let's just say I'm highly skeptical of the 10.5-inch iPad rumor that's floating around right now. Nice article from John Gruber on his Daring Fireball site. He rips into a Bloomberg report about the Apple Watch 2 hitting production issues. Here is a quote from the Bloomberg article. Quote, Apple Inc. has hit roadblocks in making major changes that would connect its watch to cellular networks and make it less dependent on the iPhone, according to people with knowledge of the matter. The company still plans to announce new watch models this fall, boasting improvements to health tracking. The updated versions will also be able to integrate GPS-based location tracking, according to the people, who, of course, asked not to be identified because the plans aren't public, and Apple spokesman declined to comment, unquote. The first thing John takes issue with is the use of current tense, as in Apple just hit these issues, whereas if Apple had any hope or plans to release a new Apple Watch in September or October, then they needed to have finalized specs and production plans back at the beginning of the year, worst case. As I've said all along, the idea of adding all these specs to the Apple Watch 2, including full cellular capability, while making it thinner, seemed the stuff of fantasy land. John says while the article makes it out that Apple is disappointed that the Apple Watch 2 will not have cellular connectivity, Inside Apple, he thinks there was never any serious thought about getting cellular features until the third or likely fourth gen versions of the Apple Watch.
3: Hey Rob, I am Colby from Colorado and um, I have been beta testing iOS 10 since, well, I could get my hands on it, which was back in July. And in these later versions of, of the beta of iOS 10, I have noticed that when you restart your iPhone, or if your iPhone re really springs for any version for any reason or whatever, it does no longer prompt you to put in your password when making an iTunes purchase or an App Store purchase. It just uh, g- goes ahead and allows you just to use your fingerprint. I just kind of wanted to hear your comments on that, and if you thought it was, a great feature that that has been introduced in iOS 10, or if it's a bug, because I've heard both ways. I've heard some people say, oh, it's a bug, and I've heard other people, oh, this is a new convenience feature, and, you know, maybe the safety implications that are brought about. I was just curious. I love the show, and keep up the good work. Thanks. Bye.
0: Colby, thanks for calling in. My personal opinion is this is a feature, I wouldn't be surprised to see it be a bug and be removed, but I guess I'm being an optimist and hoping that it's a feature and that it'll be there when Goldmaster is rolled out next month. Back to the email bag. Hi Rob and all, I'm wondering about something here. I've been trying to back up all of my iPhone photos and videos, trying out several different options. So far, I've have no issues backing up the photos to Dropbox and Google Photos. And the videos are backing up to Dropbox with ease. What's got me puzzled is trying to save videos to Google Photos. I keep getting a message saying my phone is almost out of space. I have around 5 gig left after deleting a bunch of seldom used apps. Why does it matter how much or how little space I have on my iPhone? There is unlimited space on the Google Photos site since I'm saving in lower resolution. Am I missing something? The reason I want things backed up is for safekeeping, of course, but also so I can delete a bunch of photos and videos from my phone. So why does the phone need more space available in order to back things up online? Also, does anyone have any suggestions for good online backup for photos and videos? I have backed them up uh, to my PC using iTunes, but there is no way, as far as I know, to view those backed up files on the PC. Regards, Tammy. Well, Tammy, I'm going to throw that one out to the audience. If anyone out there can help Tammy, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com.
4: Hey, Rob. Scott from Washington, D.C., Capitol Hill. Recently, uh, I broke my glass or the glass front on my iPhone 6 Plus, and I called up Apple Care and... I explained to them that I wasn't sure if I had AppleCare on this device. So they started looking up everything off of my Apple ID and all of that kind of stuff. And to no avail, I do not have AppleCare. So I asked them to explain to me what I would need to do since I don't have AppleCare on the device and the device is less than a year old. They said, well, you go to the store, you pay $149 and it replaces the screen. I said, okay. All right, so how much is AppleCare? So well, AppleCare is $129, and or did they say $100? I think they said $129 or $100 or something like that. And I said, so with AppleCare, if I broke my screen, what would happen? They said, well, if you broke your screen, you would go into the Apple store and you would pay a deductible of $100. I said, so let me get this right. So with AppleCare, I would spend 200 and $29 to repair my screen if I only broke the phone. No water damage, nothing like that. Just me breaking the glass. It would cost me 229 or without AppleCare, it will cost me 149. So maybe I don't understand the math, but it seems that if AppleCare is the best coverage for your phone, then the price of replacing a glass and let's say replacing the whole unit should not be around the same amount because it makes no sense for me to buy AppleCare if I only break the glass. I just wanted to get your opinion on that when you run the numbers of paying out-of-pocket for simple glass repair, not a unit dropped in water or a unit ran over by a car or anything like that. Just the cost per unit versus AppleCare if you spend out-of-pocket or if you have AppleCare and you go into the store for a uh, repair or a, uh, a quick fix. Just wanted to run that past you, Rob, and you tell me what your thought was on AppleCare and things of that nature so far as Apple, and they're covered in warranty. Thanks. You do a good job.
0: Take care. Scott, thanks for breaking down that. It's $129 for AppleCare+. And yeah, when you have a $100 deductible, and it only is 150 to get the screen fixed and you didn't spend that. It makes more sense not to get Apple Care Plus if you only have to spend $150 to get it repaired. That all said, I know I have a few blue shirts out there that listen to the show. Shoot me an email from your personal email, today in ios at gmail.com. Let me know what factors I'm missing here and what Scott's missing about why it really doesn't sound like a good deal at all to use Apple Care Plus. You have heard me say before on the nights or really early mornings that I record this show. The kids go and sleep with mom and I go sleep in my son's Casper bed. Kind of my reward for a long night getting out the show. Casper mattresses are a mix of latex foam and memory foam. No noisy springs to wake up your significant other when you get out to sneak a midnight snack. Or, in my case, when you slip in after a late night on email and production. Time Magazine even named Casper one of the best inventions of 2015. And with Casper, you get a 100-day, risk-free trial period. You don't like it, you get your money back. And they come and pick it up and donate it to charity. Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Twin mattresses are just $500. They also have Twin XL for $600, Full for $750, Queen for $850, and King and California King for $950. That is less, much, much less than my iPad Pro setup cost. And as I've said before, you have 100 days to return it risk-free. And if you go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII, you will save $50 off those prices, terms and conditions apply. This is an American-made mattress with delivery right here now in the U.S. and Canada only, and it is free delivery. And when said mattress is delivered, it is from UPS in a squarish box that you think way is there a mattress in there but you get a cool little tool you cut it open in the package uh, and the mattress just opens and expands to form it is really cool just google casper mattress unboxing you'll love the the, bo- the videos september's coming up and that means you will likely be buying a new ios device so why not also get a new mattress and do something for your significant other and then you will not feel so guilty about upgrading to the next iphone Again, to save $50 off the prices I have mentioned, go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII, all lowercase on the promo code. Again, casper.com slash TII, promo code TII to save $50. Thanks, Casper, for the great mattress for my show nights and for sponsoring this show. I want to thank Will Byers for sending in the heads up on this next one. And this is for a Kickstarter project. It is the Intrepid Travel Wallet for iPhone by Waterfield Designs. They have two designs, small for the iPhone 6 and 6S, and most likely the 7, and large for the 6+, 6S+, and most likely 7+. Plus. This one had a goal of 5,000 and has raised over 7 times that number and growing, you have until September 26th at 1.59 a.m. central time to fund or really buy this one, as it is well-funded already. Per what it is, quote, A Waterfield SF bags play-through RFID-blocking travel wallet and iPhone case, holds phone, passport, cash, credit cards, and more, unquote. If that sounds like a man purse, bingo! Pricing for this is $79, and that is for run number two. Run number one's already sold out. Run number two is expected to ship in October 2016. One of the things on this man purse, I mean travel wallet, is that there is a front panel that allows you to use your phone while it's in your travel wallet. They also have a padded and larger gear pouch. For 119 you can get both the travel wallet and the gear pouch. If you want more info, search for The Intrepid Travel Wallet at kickstarter.com or in the show notes for episode 403.
5: Hey Rob, Rich in Huntsville, Alabama. I've got a question for your users. I have a very big yard that I mow with a commercial mower that goes about 10 miles an hour, while I love looking at my health statistics and seeing the 15,000 steps or so it credits me for each Saturday when I mow my yard, I know that that's not the truth. Is there a way to tell the health app to not track me when I'm on the mower or riding a bike or riding a golf cart or doing something that it should not be recording as movement for my health statistics everything i have found so far online tells me you can disable it but that wipes all of your history and when you turn it back on it just starts recording new data and you have no none of that history any help you can provide would be greatly appreciated as always love the show keep up the great work
0: rich thanks for the voice the message and the kind words For what you're looking to do, what you need to do is go into the Apple Watch app on your iPhone and then scroll down just a little bit, click on Privacy. And then under Privacy, there is Motion and Fitness. Tap on that. And then right in there, you'll see Fitness Tracking. And just tap on that. That will turn off Fitness Tracking. And it will no longer count your movements and determine your steps and count the other stuff. Then when you're done mowing the yard, just go back to the same places and turn it back on. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. The app update description almost had me. It is from Yelp for version 10.25.0 and said, quote, if your mobile device has a fingerprint sensor, the app can now identify what kind of condiment you're enjoying if you just dab some on. Not really. We just fixed some bugs. Please don't put Sriracha on your mobile device, unquote. Regards, Michael. Oh, those cheeky little devils. The Yelp folks seem to have a sense of humor.
6: Hey, Rob. This is Danny from Arkansas. Hey, a couple episodes ago, I believe it would have been episode 401, you had a caller that called in and he said he had jailbroken his iPhone and he got a a notification popped up saying he had to change the passcode. Well, that really interests me. The other night, my wife, she was on 9.3.3 and she... She came up to me and said, look at what it says on my phone. And it had a notification, a pop-up notification, a rectangle in the middle of the screen that said, you must change your passcode. And she didn't know what to do. And I said, I've never seen that. That's odd. She goes, let me power it down. So she powered it down, powered it back up. And she told me I gave her the message one more time. And I'm not sure exactly what she did. She hit the home button or something, got rid of it. She said it never came back again. Well, her phone has never been jailbroken. I do all the technical maintenance, you might say, on it. She just uses it for normal things, phone calls, email, messaging, and doesn't really care to delve into updates. She just wants me to take care of it. So I do, and that phone has never been jailbroken. Anyway, I don't know what that was. I've never seen the error. I was just curious if any other listeners have seen that. I wish I'd have took a, a picture of it, but it, from what I remember, it said, you must change your passcode, and it had an OK, and that's about all you could do is press OK or try to get it to go away somehow by pressing the home button or turning the phone off, and that was the only option. So was that some type of something malicious or just uh, just some kind of a bug or something goofy going on? I've since updated there to the latest uh, 9.354 and... It hasn't come back, so you know we I'm worried about it. But I'm real curious if anybody else has experienced that, and if you've heard of that since the other caller mentioned it, and what it, what might be the case with that. So, uh, hey, love the show, love the feedback from all the other listeners, and uh, all the information you give to us. So, have a great day. Thanks a lot. Bye.
0: Danny, thanks for the feedback. And I'm going to throw that one out to the audience. If anyone has seen something like this, I really can't comment on it without a screenshot, so I'm not really sure what you were seeing. But if anyone's seen anything that sounds like what Danny and his wife were seeing, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts on this.
4: Hey, Rob. This is Dennis from Rhode Island. I want to just thank you for playing that uh, music on episode 402. Uh, it was really, really nice. And then, um, being a Christian household, it was really refreshing to hear that uh, music. Uh, sometimes we can get wrapped up in uh, the, the daily uh, monotony of, of iOS and, uh, and other, other things. But I uh, just want to say thank you for playing that music. It hit us at the right time. Uh, my daughter and I were listening to it, and it was wonderful. So uh, if you can reach out to the artists and thank them for sharing that wonderful music, uh, I'd appreciate it. Thanks for doing a great uh, show, and I appreciate listening to your podcast. Bye-bye.
0: Dennis, thanks for the kind words about that song. And remember, folks, if you go into TI app and then click on bonus content, you can hear the song in its entirety for any of the songs we play on that specific episode. So if you haven't downloaded the free TI app, I highly recommend it.
4: Hi, Rob. This is Jason. I was calling. I was curious. I have an iPhone 6 Plus through AT&T, and I just got it unlocked. I was curious to see if you would know or anybody would know if it would work on Boost Mobile. If anyone wants to let me know, that'd be great. Thanks.
0: Bye. Hi, Jason. Thanks for calling into the show. Initially, what I found on this is you need to contact Boost because there's a good chance it will not work. Again, check with Boost, but what I'm seeing is that an unlocked AT&T phone wouldn't. Now, if it was an unlocked phone from Sprint, it would. It seems Boost is on Sprint's backbone. So check with your local Boost operator. But unfortunately, it doesn't look, at least what I found, doesn't look promising. That said, folks, if someone out there has taken an unlocked AT&T phone and tried to get it on Boost, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Let us know what your experience was. And again, he's trying to take an iPhone 6 Plus unlocked from AT&T over to Boost Mobile. Tell me a tongue twister.
3: Okay. Here we go. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. A peck of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked. If Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, where's the peck of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked? Woohoo.
0: Tell me a tongue twister.
3: All right, let's try this. Red bugs. Oops. Bugs. Blood. Back bugs bug. I mean blood. I can't do it.
0: Tell me a tongue twister.
3: Okay, here goes. She sells seashells by the seashore. Hey, I did it.
0: Tell me a tongue twister.
3: Okay, how's this? She sells she shells by the she shore. Wow, that's not easy.
0: Thanks again to Bowl and Branch for sponsoring this episode. Folks, go right now to bullandbranch.com with bowl spelled B-O-L-L and use promo code T-I-I to save 20% off the nicest sheets and cotton products you've ever owned with free shipping to boot. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you about something else. An app or product review, good or bad, as long as it's iOS-related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature. At you created on iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. Of course, we're always looking for more music created on an iOS device to play on the show. It's your show and your feedback is greatly desired. And if you have some ideas for the bingo card for the September 7th event, please send those in. We'll want to put those bingo cards together prior to September 7th. Also, don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. Thanks again to Casper for their support of TII. And if you go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII, all lowercase, you will save $50 off a mattress shipped right to your door. Again, go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII to save $50. Finally, check out the newly updated TII app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released fully voiceover friendly of course please go right now and download the TI app and that folks is going to do it for us today until the next time I'm your host Rob reminding you to phone different this show is hosted on Lipson.com and part of the Wizard Media Network if you are looking for hosting go to Lipson.com that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app Today and iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for TII.